What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 242nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me on this delightful eve of sun and moon. Not really the eve. We're getting there, though. Uh, I have Travis. I guess it's just open season for spoilers now, because, hey, they're everywhere on the internet. Untagged. No warning. Hey, here's a thing you don't know about the game yet that isn't officially announced. Yep. And just for our listeners, uh, we're gonna stay away from those spoilers, because at this point we're, we're five days away, so we might as well let those spoilers simmer and uh, you guys can listen to something without worrying about that. Spoiler-free, uh, Will is also with us. Oh, oh, Travis, let me talk to you for a moment, because I'm done with some other people in this conversation who would even dare to say the words, spoiler-free, Will. Let's talk about a conversation <laughs> I had at 1.37 a.m., this morning, where I was talking to a certain SBJ and his brother, I and I said, him. "Well, his brother's a nice dude." I'm, I, uh, oh, no, I mean, or, I'm sure I, I, I don't know the. I mean, it's the SBJ one that Mr. I definitely SBJ. don't know. All right, well, let me let me tell you a story about him. I, I'm online. I wasn't feeling well. I had woken up in the middle of the night. Sit down. I'm like, "Oh, hey, SBJ. Things are so nice and great. You, you know what? For some reason." I don't know by what mystical magic I've been so lucky. I haven't been spoiled by anything at all from the ROM hacks. And you know, not even, nope, not even that. And you know what Mr. (laughs) SBJ says? He says, oh, well, yeah, I haven't really seen any spoilers, except I was on Reddit the other day and I saw bleep, 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 bleep. And I'm like, this SBJ sounds like a jerk. He is. And then I'm like, why would you even? And he's like, well, you know, you should have expected that anyways. <laughs> oh, so mad. I am so mad. It makes for excellent podcasting material. I am so angry. My kitty cat and doggy have just come over here to comfort me. <laughs> Steve, I'm tired of being just your guinea. Is that is that all we are to you? It's just fodder for good podcast material. I am a human being. If you cut me, do I not bleed? <laughs> There we go, ganging up on him again, just like yep. he always complains about. It wasn't I mean, even it's a that bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> it wasn't even that big of a spoiler. Spoiler is a spoiler. I nope, I they would have no size. I would argue that if a certain line of text didn't say something that you would already assume by how the games have been for the last 20 years. Don't even do this, because then you're going to accidentally make me intuit what you mean, and I don't want to. Just just leave it. Leave it. Just say, I apologize, Will. I was wrong for what I did. Oh, I'm not not apologizing. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, I did look at some spoilers. I was very lucky to not see most or any of them until I went off on my own and just started to poke around. Uh, and I didn't see anything dramatic or anything game-changing or anything like, oh my god, I wish I didn't see that. I didn't, I don't know. The things I saw, I was like, oh, okay, yep, that makes sense. Sure. Okay. Cool. Did X and Y, was X and Y pirated? Yeah. Before it came well, out as well? not pirated. No, 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 not pirated, no. There was the one dude in Canada who got it early from a Mon Pa store. Mm-hmm. Or whatever store he got it from. 
Assuming all mom. mom and pop stores in Canada. Come on. They have no <laughs> corporate greed like we have in America. Uh, and then it was a bunch of leaks coming from Europe because they got the game or not. They got it delivered early and they just started selling it and or mom oh, yeah. doors started giving it away. I mean, it's totally easy to get the game early in America, especially if you live specifically in New York or California, because that's where more ma and pa video game stores exist obviously a store like target or a store like gamestop they probably already have the games but their computer systems don't allow them to sell it early because obviously in order for target or gamestop to sell that game they have to scan it uh and that's when the computer system denies that sale of purchase i don't know if the employee can ignore that message and go around it i don't know but uh, that's then pretty obvious in the system of the inventory that the game was sold if they did go around it. Whereas these these smaller shops, these non-GameStops but happen to sell games, they probably don't keep inventory on a national level. And it's very simple for them to say, hey, just give me $40 in cash. Okay, here's Pokemon Sun. See you later. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why Europe gets the game a week later than everybody else, because they are the ones, you know, it was France and Italy that sold the game a week before anybody else and were completely non-apologetic about it. Non-apologetic about it. <laughs> and now they're punished. <laughs> like someone later. in this hypothetical Skype room. Right, 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 right. I do want to say, though, the, the, the stuff that got leaked, uh, a lot of people... We're saying, oh, a reviewer leaked the stuff, and it leaked in a way where uh, somebody took the a copy of the game and then dumped that copy on the internet so people then could access it and play it through whatever means of how they download it. I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. If you Once something's on the internet, it's always on the internet, right? But I do want to stress that there's no way it was a reviewer. Nintendo works with one specific company in america to give out and i don't know if it's globally but i do know in america nintendo works with one specific company to give out review codes i've gotten game i've gotten pokin tournament two weeks early from that same company they've handled all of nintendo's games since i've started working with nintendo on that forefront and that leaked before those review copies went out uh because i'm i'm pretty sure it leaked the same day or the day after i I interviewed Griffin from Polygon and he was we were talking about how we didn't get our copies yet but I don't know of any review so if you were a reviewer I don't know why you would risk that relationship to dump a rom hack on the internet like that relationship is already hard enough to establish the review codes didn't even go out yet and I don't know. I just think that is I just want to put that out there because it was frustrating to see, oh, a reviewer leaked this copy when like it definitely wasn't a re to me. It definitely wasn't a reviewer. I am I am confident that it was somebody that got the game early via a mom and pa shop or or some other means, because I don't know anyone in the games industry that do that, that does review professionally that would risk that relationship risk their job risk risk the other people at the companies they work with 
to leak a game early because not only are you not only are you possibly damaging that relationship if you are at a company like IGN or Polygon or GameSpot or anything like that all of Nintendo games come from one place they come from one company and if you're going to try to break that for one game you're destroying that relationship between all the games that Nintendo provides and there's no professional in the games industry that would do that yeah it seems like it'd be a pretty poor choice to sacrifice your entire career just so uh some nerds with anime icons on twitter can play the pokemon game a little early but yeah it's out there i'm sure you can find it we america gets it what 11 a.m central time or sorry 11 p.m central time 12 eastern time zones no that's not how it works um that's definitely how it worked i definitely got x and y don't don't forget that there's a time zone called mountain so it'd be 9 p.m pacific 10 p.m mountain 11 central at midnight eastern there you go good old will bringing in the time zones 1 p.m somewhere in the atlantic ocean (laughs) uh sao paulo brazil i don't know oh is 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 it Sao Paulo east enough that it needs its own time zone? It is an hour ahead of uh, the eastern time in the Interesting. US. Interesting. I didn't know that. So yeah, spoiler-free show for you guys. We don't even have that much news. Uh, we will be talking about the Korakora leaks that, do- that does sh- talk about two new UBs. I think at this point, we-, we know that there are multiple UBs. They've Pokemon has come out and said there's multiple UBs. So we will talk about that. Uh, so I guess if that is the only thing you're trying to avoid, maybe skip that part. But we know there's more UBs. The Korokora mentions two more of them. So we will we will touch on that just for news. Otherwise, light on news, we're going to talk about the 12th episode of Pokemon Generations. And then we have some emails and then our Pokemon of the Week. And that's about it for you guys. Uh, before we... Bef- oh, and I should talk about the... The, the podcasting schedule for next week. So we will not be doing a normal Sunday episode. Well, Monday episode, I should say. Uh, instead, starting on, starting on Friday and going to however long Sun and Moon is, I will be doing another mini-series. So I'll give Travis and Will a week off for, for that. It's it's all it's i mean you could say it, it it's it's bad in one aspect because you don't get to hear travis's and will's thoughts right away uh but the it's good. game is bad and i hate it <laughs> it's good in the it's good in the other uh in the other light because since we're getting the game on friday and we record on sunday i would rather have them play more of the game and get an extra week out of that so we can all so we can all three together collaborate on our thoughts there instead of like collaborating like two days after and i don't want anyone to feel rushed going through the game i i feel like i go through the game extremely quickly and will goes through the game extremely slowly and travis is probably somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. i think you're right i think you're right so that gives us that gives us a full week with the game before we all come back together and talk about it but because we have to put out content i will be doing exactly what i did for omega ruby alpha sapphire exactly what i did for x and y the only difference and weirdly is, you'll be saying all of the same words in the same order <laughs> It will wow. be exactly the same, and uh, people might think it's a little weird that he's saying words that are about Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but that's just how it's going to be. Exactly the same. I, I, I think that series, and I apologize that that series stopped with uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire around Gym 5 or 6, but I did go th- all the way through X and Y, and people enjoyed that, and I expect 
the same with with Sun and Moon. So my goal is at least one twenty to thirty minute episode a day until that until that game is complete. Um, some people have asked if I was going to stream on Twitch or do any like let's plays, and the answer to that is no, probably not. I mean, I don't have a streaming card, and I don't think for me a streaming card for a 3DS was worth you know four hundred or five, however much they go for now. I don't I don't know, but there are already more than enough people streaming that game that will be streaming that game on on Twitch or YouTube or wherever they stream it. And I don't know what I could do differently. I do know that no other podcast has ever done mini episodes on Pokemon, and I've done that every Pokemon game. So that's that's something that's unique and different and something you can listen to in the car or when you're on a run or uh, when you're cleaning your house, which is something that is very different than streaming on Twitch. And that is just something I, I enjoy doing. So... Uh, that's where that's what we do differently than everyone else. I I'm sure there are plenty of great Twitch streamers that you can watch stream it, but uh, I'll be sticking to the podcast format for that because that's that's our bread and butter here, audio content. Uh, so yeah, uh, so expect those those episodes coming out uh, starting starting on Friday night and then every day afterwards unless something major happens and I miss a day. But I have already planned around everything but before we jump into news what's new guys any anything new with you recently anything coming up maybe even what you're doing to prepare for sun and moon i am no longer training for a marathon so i have switched to bulking season and along with all my buddies in the slack channel uh do you even lift um we've been talking about my strategies for gaining mass and getting huge swole and ripped and jacked so it's awesome that's exciting yeah, I went out and bought some casein protein, some creatine, some whey protein, and uh, one of those bottles that has the shaker dealy in it to shake up them shakes to have them when you need them. I don't want to be I don't want to be cynical here, but how much of that weight gaining powder and that stuff that you get at I don't even remember what the store is called GNC GNC how much of that is just like bunk. Oh, no, no. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that GNC sells, yes, is bunk. The okay. particular things that I just read off are are determined that they they contribute to successful muscle growth. You want to do creatine protein at night and in the morning because it is a slower digesting protein than whey protein. Whey protein you do right before and right after your workout because it digests quickly and goes to the muscles very quickly. Uh, creatine is something that you build up on over time, but then you have right around your workout time and creatine is kind of an energy that's used by your muscles, but it also assists your muscles with holding water. So it gives them a larger, more swollen look and kind of is a placeholder for them as they build. So that's been documented because also if you take creatine and don't drink a lot of water, um, you get dehydrated, and uh, there have been people who have had medical issues because they were on even just a normal creatine uh, dosage amount and had medical issues because they became overly dehydrated while exercising. I prefer curds to whey. Uh, well, I don't live in Wisconsin, and I'm kind um, of I mean, neither do I. Wisconsin right now. <laughs> yeah, but have you had the the cheese curds, the fried yeah. cheese curds? Yeah, and they're great. That's a Wisconsin deal. Wait, do you do you guys yeah, have? No. Culver's where you are? No, you know I don't have Culver's, and you told me you'd take me there, and you didn't. Yes, we have not as 
they are not as ubiquitous as they are in Wisconsin because obviously it's a chain that started in Wisconsin. But Michigan is like the more economically disadvantaged version of Wisconsin. It, I, I was going to say be the, the more intellectually refined version of Wisconsin, but sure, go with depends that. Depends on if you want to be an optimist or not. Michigan is was the version of Wisconsin that got hit harder with by um, loss of factory jobs and that sort of thing. So we still have some of the love of cheese and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like beer or whatever, but we're a little sadder about it. Um, so like there is a Culver's in, not in the town I grew up in, but in the slightly richer town south of me, there was a, there is still is a Culver's there. I don't think there's any in Grand Rapids where I am currently. But yeah, Bell's Brewing is one of the best breweries in the nation. So a lot of great breweries in Grand Rapids, or, or a lot of great breweries in Michigan. Yeah, Bell's Founders, other ones. I know there's a Culver's at the at the Dells. So, well, I can take you there when when we're we're together. Are we revealing the Dells? No, let's not. <laughs> let's just okay. say that and move on. Okay. <laughs> I th- I think that that's good. Uh, yeah, I can't. I feel uh, like I never want to see you ever again. So I, take your dreams, <laughs> take them to the anvil, get a hammer, and smash them. I feel like I cannot uh, cannot eat at Culver's anymore because I've had so much Culver's in the past couple years that their food just kind of makes me ill. Well, it's basically hamburgers, isn't it? Yeah, they have something called a butter burger. It's also weird because they put a pickle on top of the bun. Hey, hey, what's that about? Do they? At least, at least in Michigan, they do. They put a pickle on top of the bun, and it's like, no, those go in. Stay, stay in your lane, little little friend. <laughs> well, you know, in you New Zealand, they, here in New Zealand, they put fried eggs on hamburgers. I mean, that's they, just weird. That's they, not super uncommon. They here. do that at Red Robin. Oh yeah, I do. Like I love a burger with a fried egg on it. It's so good. Mm. Now I want a burger. Travis, you preparing for Sun and Moon in any way? I'm in a weird spot because I mentioned, I think before on this podcast, that soon I will be moving to Winnipeg, Canada. But there was a weird snafu with my visa that means that my move has been delayed vaguely a few months. And I don't know (laughs) when that's going to happen, but I already quit my previous job. So... I, which would sound very, very bad if I didn't already have a decent amount of money saved up. So I'm not in any danger or anything. So I'm in this weird position where now all of my time is dedicated towards hobbies. So you bet you, you bet your butt that I'm going to be prepared for sun and moon. Can, uh, can you, I don't know how much information you want to indulge us, but if you have like two or three minutes, mm-hmm. I, I know that you... We're talking about Canada back back in the summer, mm-hmm. at least when you told me. I know you applied uh, well over a month ago, if not earlier than that, and uh, you told me that you were denied probably about two weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago now. Yeah. Did they specify why you were... What does that process it look like? It wasn't, the, it wasn't the Canadian government that denied me. It was a miscommunication with the potential employer that was going to sponsor me to get me on the super fast track to getting a visa. They realized that they couldn't do what I 
what we had both thought they could do for me. And so that's where the delay comes from. So it wasn't that my application was was denied. It's that I thought I was going to be on the sort of expedited track, but I am instead not. Can you just go to a website and say, I want to move to Canada? And then eventually they say, okay, come on over. You got to do a lot of different stuff. So um, what I do is I apply for expedited, no, express entry is what it's called. You apply for express entry. You say what your skills are. Uh, you put in, if you have an already active job offer, you put that into, and then you get like bonus points for various things. So next weekend, I'm taking an English language test to prove that I can speak English, which then gives me more points than someone who doesn't. Man, someone I would, who has an I active would job fail offer. that. <laughs> someone who has an active job offer has more points. Someone who has an active job offer and some form filled out by that employer has more points. So it's just, it's like you certainly could apply with nothing but your name, but you're going to wait a long time. What? Has there always been a waiting list? Like, what are they waiting for? Just... Okay, do you understand how immigration works like throughout this entire world? I'm just, yeah. I, it's just fascinating to me. Pretty much every country, their initial response to somebody saying, I want to come live in your country is no. And then mm. they're like, okay, but let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm talking all the way from Palau all the way to the United States of America. They pretty much got that same basic policy of no, but let's talk about it. I graduated from the same university as did the current king of Palau. Well, fun fact there. <laughs> there you go. There you Good go. School. Tommy Remengazow. There you go. Not Sorry, a lot of, not a lot of famous Palau people is. graduate from Grand Valley State University. But if you um if you ever do need to come to the Canadian embassy, it is relatively close to my home and you are welcome to stay here. All right. At the at your home or the Canadian embassy? Here being where my butt's yeah. sitting right now. Yeah, so. I don't think Will can offer me a, a spot to hang out in in the Canadian embassy <laughs> unless he has a lot of contacts I don't know about. I mean, you just let them know that you're on the list. Hi, I'm Travis. I'm sure you've heard of me. I'm applying. Uh, I'm uh, number 248th on uh, your list there. I slipped into my Wendy voice from Mythical One. That. I was going to say that. Uh, let's, uh, let's tackle some Pokemon news here. Uh, Travis hopefully will keep us updated on his, on his Canadian journey. The, the bureaucracy of immigration. It'll be... <laughs> It'll be an exciting week by week check in for our listeners, I am sure. Um, well, I'm I'm also soliciting husbands in uh, the UK if anybody wants to marry me, so I can go there without having to do the whole job dealy. Rich husbands in the UK. Oh, okay. Glad we cl- we clarified that. Uh, we well, mi- neither of those things, so I don't think I'll qualify. We uh we missed this news a week or two ago. Not that it's that's groundbreaking news or anything, but. Krogunk and Sizer have been added to the arcade version of Pokin Tournament. Cool. And, uh, yeah, let's, I guess, move on. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll never see it, so yeah. there you go. Somewhere in the world, this is happening. Pokin Tournament uh, burned out as fast that it lit up. I am sure there are some people who... Still love it and enjoy it and play it competitively. 
And good on you. That game didn't have a lot of legs for me. But then again, I didn't think Smash Brothers had a lot of legs for me. And that game had way more content uh, than Pokken did. People are still holding, holding out for uh, these Pokemon to come to the Wii U version. Uh, Darkrai is also added to the arcade version, for example. I think you should stop holding your breath, I feel. I mean, I could be wrong, but there was definitely press releases that said that there was no planned downloadable content for Pokemon Tournament. I'm going to stop you right now because I need to inform all of the... You know, I don't like that... It, it weirds me out that people listen to the back episodes of this show to when I was like 17 years old. Um, but here is an instance where it is your du- because all the time people listen to back episodes and they're like, oh, Steve said something about uh, uh, a moon type. So that's kind of like fairy. So you were right. And then Steve's already massive ego in flights. But if he is wrong in this prediction and you you future human being already know this. <laughs> it is your duty to tweet at dragging a lake in like 2018 or whatever, after the flood has swallowed up all of human culture to tweet at dragging a lake. Hey, you are wrong. Croagunk is in Pokemon tournament. Eat it in the Wii U version. And then no one will know <laughs> anything about it. And then he will not have no idea of what you're talking about, but still, I bl- yeah. That if if you have taken on the the undaunting task of listening to older episodes, I would I would like to be reminded on how right or wrong I was. Because people always do it when you're right, because they're like, "Hey, you you were right about something." But then it makes, and I was joking that it makes inflates your ego, but inflates all of our egos. And I think occasionally we need the sobering knowledge of when we're wrong and my lord i know i must have been wrong a lot of times over these like six years <laughs> yeah probably no I, th- I feel like you've always been pretty spot on we're gonna find out now that i've given that instruction to all of these people with with the wii u being on its way out here i i find it hard to believe that an update would come to Pokemon tournament with these three Pokemon, I don't think I'm missing any three. Who knows? Uh, I know when we saw the Switch trailer, we saw a different version of Mario Kart and a different version of Splatoon. So maybe a uh, updated version of Pokemon Tournament will come out for the Switch. Yeah, that that would be my prediction. Th- that well, that seems more likely to me. But I don't know if if people are still playing the game. I mean, if you look on. I'm sure they have the data of who's going online with Pokemon Tournament, and if there's not a handful of people, I don't know what the sales numbers for that game was either, but... I think Pokemon Tournament sold pretty good. Next bit of news here is the a black version of the new Nintendo 3DS will be released on North America this Black Friday. It will be $99. So that is the new Nintendo 3DS. Black Friday... I appreciate that you did the appropriate inflection of new 3DS. (laughs) Uh, This is the smaller one, uh, not the XL. It'll be $99. It will come in both black and white. It'll be released on Black Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving in North America. If, yeah, that's a really good price, right? Like a 2DS was $99 for a very long time. I believe a 2DS is now $79. 
If you have an original 3DS and you didn't want an XL and you want customizable faceplates, you can't argue with $99. Watch me. I'd be happier if it was $79. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that 3DS XLs, new 3DS XLs, are $199 still. Uh, if you're looking to upgrade, probably a good time to do so. I don't know. I think I may have broken my 3DS XL from ex- excessive Monster Hunter play. Like, the buttons aren't as responsive as I would like them to be. I may be in the market to get one. Do you have an XL now? Yeah. I got it, it like, at the same time you got yours, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you go down to the smaller one, or would you st- stick with XL? No, I, I'm a big guy. I need big things. I hear you. You're, you're not a big guy. You, you don't need big things. You're, like, a <laughs> foot shorter than me. I, got, I also have really small hands. Uh, I, I mean, I just hear you. I hear you talk, and, uh, you know, I agree. I talk, I talk a big game. I'm a big guy. No, it's weird. It's like the, actually, besides the button thing, which I don't know if that's just me imagining or, you know, wanting more out of my Monster Hunter play than the game actually wants to give. But some things I've noticed is, like, the finish on the left and right corners that face me is starting to peel off. And the little, like stylus like pops out a little bit from the bottom it doesn't hold in very well it doesn't fall completely out but it like slides out a little bit which may be a design feature i consider it to be a design flaw but whatever i don't know (laughs) i don't know how many years have i had it two two i got it right when it first came out uh when monster hunter 4u came out yeah 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 so it'll be two years in uh in March or February, whenever the whenever it it debuted, mm, probably February, because that was when I visited you and I came home and there was a bat in my house. Oh yeah, the bat! It all comes full full circle to the bat. Uh, Pokemon Go is still a thing. Uh, we missed this. I think this news came out a week or so ago. The latest version of Pokemon Go was data mined by uh, the people over at Silk Road. They found references to Generation 2 Pokemon for the first time. Uh, spoiler. So again, now spoiler warnings work. <laughs> the code mentions Pokemon number... <laughs> number. Didn't learn from the whole Will experience, did you? Oh, tra- oh, Travis, you should have just expected that they'd be putting Gen 2 Pokemon in it. Come on. Thank you, Will. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, somebody on my side. <laughs> that was not validation, sir. Do not take it as such. You should have just expected Gen 2. I'm pretty sure that's actually how I told Spoiler to Will 2. I said, beep! Oh, by the way, Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The code contains mentions of Pokemon number through 152 Chikorita to 251 Celebi in the Pokedex. Another update will be necessary to bring them into the game. Uh, there's no date of when this would happen. Uh, additionally, there are there is a new move added to the game, Transform, which of course is associated with Ditto. Ditto is the only non-legendary Pokemon of the uh, original 151 who has yet to be seen since Pokemon Go launch. Possibly correct this article here uh, from Polygon. No one has seen Mewtwo or Zapdos. Or any it's other. It's a non-legendary. Oh, okay. All right. That's fair. All right. Got me? You Polygon's got me. Polygon's honor has been restored! <laughs> Griffith can come back on the show now. Finally. 
Pokemon Go launched in July. Transforms edition means that it will the capture will be soon, but like Gen 2 Pokemon, there is no clue when that would happen. Cool. There I'm you go. Excited. I'm excited. Always excited for more Pokemon Go stuff. It's like the game is up my alley in so many different ways. So even though the slow drip of content we've been getting for it with the Halloween event and then, oh, for a few days, Pokestops are better or whatever has just been enough of a... The, the, the slow release of content has been enough for to, to keep me going, so I'm excited for any possibilities of new stuff. Korkora, still a thing. Last magazine before Sun and Moon. Here is some real slight spoilers, because there are two new Ultra Beasts we're going to talk about here real quick. This month's Korkora comic revealed new Ultra Beasts, a new Pokemon... And exclusive Z-moves for fully evolved starter Pokemon. Both new Ultra Beasts are unnamed and simply revert are being referred to as UB question mark question mark. No further significant information was included. One of the Ultra Beasts is orange and white and resembles origami. The other is metallic green and resembles a tower with arms. An unnamed new Pokemon is featured, which Korokoro describes as mysterious and black. No further significant information was included. Additionally... Wait, is that the one that's on the two-page spread? Yeah, I think so. Which, oh. I, which I think is also an Ultra Beast. I thought... It kind of looks Ultra Beast. Additionally, Korokoro reveal... We'll, we'll get back to the Pokemon in a second. Uh, or Ultra Beast, I should say. Additionally, Korokoro reveals that the fully evolved starter Pokemon each have an exclusive Z-move. Uh, I don't think that should surprise anyone. Decidueye has a Z-move called Shadow Arrow Strike. Incineroar has a Z-move called Hyper Dark Crasher. And Pre-Marina has an exclusive Z-move included. But the actual move uh, is not visible with the current images. Because in 2016, no one knows how to take pictures with a camera phone. The most exciting thing about this, and I will be um, as delicate as possible in regards to spoilers, these Pokemon that were just announced, or specifically these Ultra Beasts, were not in the demo leaks. Uh, the, the, the tower-looking one was. Yeah, but this, like... Uh... Origami one? Yeah. I don't remember seeing that either. So that's a good sign that there's stuff I still don't know. Well, I mean, now I know this, but theoretically there could be more stuff. I'm scared to look because I don't want to, like, accidentally open Pandora's box. Oh, that thing has a name? Okay. Uh, It was shown. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, Cut that out then. Oh, and these all have names. These all have names. Abort, abort. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, yep. I don't know if we're keeping that in or not, but (laughs) yeah, all these Ultra Beasts were shown. So uh, I don't know why Korokora is not saying that this, this black Pokemon is not an Ultra Beast because I thought it was, but For the sake of our listeners, we won't say how many Ultra Beasts are in the final game. Uh, We've seen three up to this point. Korokora shows these three, so there might be more. There might be uh, not more, I guess. 
Uh, Korkor showed um, the Swall Ultra Beast. They showed the Roach Ultra Beast, and then they showed the, the, the jelly. The jelly, and then they just showed these two. But I thought one of them was an Ultra Beast, so I thought there were three. But I don't. I don't know. I don't oh, know for sure. Wait, what about the mosquito one? Yeah, yeah, it's the small one. Oh, I okay. So I'm looking at the scans on Cerebi, and their scan includes a little bit more of the lower part of the page. Oh, and next to cockroach, jelly, and mosquito, there's uh one that's uh Ultra Beast five. Like oh five. yeah, the big the big mouth big mouth man. Yeah, the really creepy arms coming out of the mouth stomach thing. Mega, I, I, you know his official name is actually Mega Mouth Mike. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but um, it's strange. Strangely enough, it just hit me that uh, having watched the Full Metal Alchemist um, cartoon, uh, yeah, it, he he re really reminds me of the character that has the same name as him in that cartoon. So intriguing. I don't think uh, anyone's surprised that these starters have their own exclusive Z moves. Uh, the the move names I read off were Japanese move names, just translated to English. So I'm not sure if Hyper Dark Crasher or Shadow Arrow Strike is going to be the final English names. Actually, I'm pretty confident those are not going to be the final English <laughs> names. Uh, <laughs> but who knows? That's your uh, Sun and Moon Minute. I think what we'll do now is we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to go over episode 12 of Pokemon Generations. And we are back from a break. Let's talk about Pokemon Generations Episode 12, The Magma Stone. Remnants of Team Galactic have awoken, have awakened Heatran deep within Stark Mountain. Who can stop the burning ambitions from erupting into catastrophe? Alright, so this Generations opens with a pan of Stark Mountain. Zooming in. And you get a pan of the lower part of the mountain too. And then we get some... Molten Lava! And this leads us to two Team Rocket... Team Rocket? Team Galactic Grunts. They're not Grunts, they're... Um, or are they? Hold on. Oh yeah, they are Grunts. I, th I thought they were... Um, Mars and I had they were Mars and Jupiter, but they're not. Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, they have uh, fancier hair. I don't know if this scientist guy has a name. I'm sure it's Charon. Does. Charon? Jarn? Charon or Char I don't know how to say the actual name of Pluto's uh, uh, twin mini planet or whatever it's called, but Charon, Charon. Oh, I actually think it might be Charon. Sure. Charon. So they are very excited and evil in, in, and laughing evilly that Heatran is, is about to come out. And uh, there's a short pan to um like a rock 
podium that another rock fell off of. And I didn't realize that that was important till the end of the episode. But I'm sure... Magma stone. Somewhere in the game, your little 8-bit character walks up and puts a stone on another stone, and then that's how Heatran appears. I think Buck returns the stone, but whatever. Yeah, or, uh, it's more and like... And then I think there's something with Looker, the and, and then yeah. it's different in Platinum, because Looker's there. Okay, so that was, that was going to be my question. I don't remember Sinnoh at all. I only played it once when it came out. And I never got, I never got Heatran in it. But this is something that happened both in Diamond and Pearl and in Platinum. It was slightly different in Platinum, but, but yeah, the basic, well, no, because Charon only exists in Platinum, but it's basically the same thing in both, like Heatran is still in both. Right. Heatran comes out of the volcano, and we see Buck, who I didn't know who that was until... Travis and Will told me, it's very hard to search for Gen 4 characters or Sinnoh characters because uh, you get the protagonists, you get Team Galactic people, you get the, the gym leaders in the Elite Four. In the multiple links I clicked on, none of them pointed me to Buck at all. Obviously, if I knew Gen Buck's 4 name... Has just, Gen 4 has like so much post-game content and side content like the old Chateau and stuff like that, that there's a lot of characters that... Like, the but game also, is pretty full with side characters. How how poor are your internet searching skills that you couldn't just type Pokemon space Buck? I didn't know He's, his name was Buck. It, so does they say it, it, say in, it in the episode? <laughs> they, do they? Yes. But Pokemon, red man, very self-confident. <laughs> Bing it. Man bun. <laughs> Red man who says amazing maybe too many times, but I don't know. That's just me. Buck is related to Flint. Jeeves, please help me. Sorry, you can go. <laughs> Buck is related to Flint as being one of the Elite Four members in Sinnoh. So that's something. Uh, Buck uh, arrives with a Claydol. That Pokemon exists in some fashion. I like Claydol. It's all right. I like Clay Doll as well. Uh, we get this cool animation of uh, Heatran roaring and more lava spewing. Buck summons Claydle to attack Heatran. Uh, Heatran easily shows Claydle up. Everything that comes out of Buck's mouth makes me want to turn off this episode. <laughs> and the uh, mad scientist professor also like giving words of discouragement to Buck doesn't help me in doesn't help me enjoy this episode anymore like i don't know what team galactic's goal here is they activated heat ran and then they ran away that's the thing that i think is pretty makes this episode kind of disappointing is that this was a scene in platinum that's actually kind of you know cool <laughs> and 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 says some interesting things about the aftermath of Team Galactic, because in the games, and there's like a little bit of this, but in like one line in the Generations episode, but in the games, Charon goes with Mars and Jupiter after the player beat, defeats Saturn and Cyrus. Um, they go off to the, um, the battle zone 
to make some new scheme and Charon's plan is to use the magma stone to control Heatran to then essentially hold the battle zone hostage and say, I'll control when the volcano erupt. If you don't pay me, I'll make the volcano erupt. Um, and then Mars and Jupiter ditch him because they're like, eh, it's not as exciting without Cyrus, who's a better leader. So it creates this interesting example of of how the inspiration or uh, the, like the fire behind a cult, how quickly it dies and just becomes ex- the the exploitation that might have been hidden behind metaphysics or or belief is just completely exposed to being monetary exploitation and then the people leave once the once the leader dies so in the games it's like an interesting idea and none of those ideas really come out in this episode yeah i like i said i don't episode doesn't lay out any actual plan that team galactic has here yeah they don't bring out any pokemon they don't have any step two after step one of activating yeah, Heatran? Like, yeah, like they just say, I'll be able to control Heatran, but they don't say... I mean, Charon in the game is just all about the money, and they don't even really show that. He's all about the money and proving his his own genius, and not, neither of that really shines through in this episode. Well, it certainly does answer the question that we asked last week of what's Team Galactic going to do next? <laughs> I mean, I do, I do like that that are falling apart and they show that in post game this episode well what what Travis explained explained that better this episode doesn't really show that at all yeah uh, let's try to wrap up this the what's happening in the uh, this episode cuz not a lot and then we can we can do an overview here uh heat ran starts walking down the stairs uh the stairs are like crushing under its weight which i think is just a really nice piece of animation just showing how heavy heat ran is just a little attention to def- detail he ran goes for what looks to be a, a fire blast and a crow gunk comes out of nowhere and just punches heat ran so hard in the head that heat ran slides backwards 100 feet up upstairs and then uh crow gunk for whatever reason just punches two grunts in the stomach even though they weren't doing anything they weren't the ones like yelling at buck or they, they just existed uh and then crow gunk doesn't do anything to uh, Pluto over here? <laughs> to Charon? Yeah. I actually looked it up, and apparently in Japanese, his name is just Pluto. So Steve's not technically wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and then Looker appears. So this is Looker's Krogunk. Is this the first time we've seen Looker use a Pokemon? I don't think no. so. I mean, maybe not in an... Maybe in an explicit battle, but we've seen Looker with Pokemon in the earlier episodes. With Pokemon, but not like those could have been police Pokemon if you're talking about episode two. Yeah, what, I think this is, I think this would be the first time that he has explicitly used one of his Pokemon in a Pocket Monsters battle in a Pocket Monsters Generations episode. Looker and Pluto have this, this small conversation. Buck interrupts them and tells them to do something. And uh, again, Pluto over here, I just like saying Pluto. It's just like going on about how great this is and how everything is going to plan, even though there is no specific plan. I don't understand what what it, what his goal is. 
Heatran's gonna come down and destroy the world. No, I well, I get that. But as That's we the plan. as we learned in in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, or just Ruby and Sapphire, no one has been able to control these these legendary Pokemon. He doesn't well, want to control it. He just wants to see the world burn. Well, no, I, I mean maybe in 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 this reality, but in the games, he uses he attempts to use the magma stone to control Heatran so that he can control when the volcano erupts and hold it over the heads of everyone who lives in the battle zone and extort them for money. But that is not at all mentioned in this episode. So everyone's right. We do get a close-up of Looker whispering into his ear and then uh, karate chopping him in the neck. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was going to be. and like I didn't understand... <laughs> that that motion until the karate chop. I was kind of. I think this is I like the, I thought he was going in for a kiss. This is the <laughs> first. Uh, I think the first time in the series where we see a human a human attack another human. Uh, Krogunk I, goes back to attacking Heatran. Cladle goes back to attacking Heatran. Buck expresses frustration with Looker, and specifically says, "What good are you?" Because Looker is not doing anything to help looker pretty much says everything will be okay everything will work out buck then takes it on himself to run past he ran using cladle's psychic abilities and jumping off the rocks buck then is able to place the magma stone back on the rock which then Summons this huge ray of light and makes Heatran just disappear. I'm not sure what that was exactly, uh, but we'll get to that. Buck turns around, gives a thumbs up to Claydol. Uh Looker goes, well, that seemed to work pretty okay. The grunts leave with Pluto. Pluto. We... I keep thinking of the dog from Mickey Mouse whenever you <laughs> say Pluto instead of Charon. Uh, the episode <laughs> then goes to... Buck and Looker outside where Buck is cleaning up. Buck says that that was awesome and fun. Oh, that's when he says his name is Buck. Okay. I, I was probably already checked out by then. Looker says his that currently what he's doing is rounding up the rest of Team Galactic. Buck offers his services as he mentions that he also does not like Team Galactic. And uh, Buck offers a battle to Looker and the episode ends. It ends extremely abruptly. <laughs> it's just uh, like, cut, cut to the cue cards. <laughs> uh, the one thing I do want to talk about that, that really bothered me was not only did Team Galactic not have any sort of plan of dealing with Heatran, but Looker doesn't think Heatran coming down the stairs and flamethrowing everything was that big of a deal, and he said everything would work out. Yet yeah, but was he, he wrong, though? He wasn't wrong, yet he was surprised about... He was surprised about the way that Buck actually did it and put the magma stone back on the, the plate. And it bothered me that he was surprised because it goes back in, in me thinking that he actually didn't have a plan. And if he did have a plan, why did, as an international police safety inspector, I would assume that one of his priorities is protecting 
people. He's also kind of incompetent. <laughs> like he's kind of a joke in the games. I mean, yeah, he's always asking other people to do the work for him. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I was just like, if you have a plan, buddy, you should probably say it right now. It's not like you have a lot of time. And I guess that like that's what Buck was trying to express. Like, hey, what are we going to do? Please tell me to do something. Okay, you're not. I'm just going to do it myself. And so I think we get a lot of character in Buck, even though I think Buck is annoying and purposefully so. He does show a lot of initiative, which is more than a lot of other characters in the Pokemon universe. Well, all I would say is when some people are confronted with events that look like it could be apocalyptic or the end of the world, they have faith that, you know, humanity will do what's necessary to... Uh, make sure that the end of the world doesn't happen and other people are not so willing to be patient and wait and rush out and take action right away. Neither neither choice is wrong. Overall, my thoughts is I'm, I wasn't impressed with this episode. I didn't really like it. I do like Heat Ran as a Pokemon. I think Heat Ran in motion uh, was, was awesome. I think that they conveyed... Heat Ran's weight and the way its mouth moved, I think, is something I've never seen before, and I, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I think it was poor execution on what Team Galactic's plans actually were. I think it was poor execution on why Looker was there and what his plans were. And I'm, I said this in Slack, but I'm just not a fan of Pokemon punching or doing harm to humans. I don't see what that accomplishes in that universe yeah but Krogunk, though i can't even say its name Krogunk toxicroak has a history of punching brock so that's like nothing new yeah that's, yeah that's I a just, years old meme in in a universe where pokemon love to punch through walls and we've seen that multiple times and we see that pokemon can punch through walls very easily in pokemon generations there's this 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 break in in the Pokemon reality where I cannot think to believe that a Krogunk punching you in the stomach would instantly break all your ribs. Would or would not? Would. Like Nah, I mean it pulls its punch. False swipe. <laughs> False swipe. False swipe. Le- leaves you with one HP. Wasn't a fan of this episode, but I'm glad he well, ran got some some time to shine. I don't know. Speaking of shining, I don't know what made Heatran just disappear or why it didn't just didn't walk back into the volcano, but okay. Well, I think it was like absorbed back into the magma stone in, in a way. But also, uh, I think just just from the way the episode ended so abruptly with zero resolution to the conflict between Looker and Buck, uh, this is the least well thought out of all the episodes. And the most poorly written altogether, 100%. A lot of them end pretty abruptly. It's not the only one that feels like that. But I think what really sets this one out, uh, I I can probably find an example pretty soon. But I think what sets this one out as not being that fantastic is that the games do more and like two lines of in-game dialogue to tell you about Team Galactic's future and how Heatran works than these like five minute then this like five minute animation yeah for being four minutes long i felt like nothing actually happened yeah you're right nothing happened 
Uh, that was uh, that was your episode. I think what seventeen episodes total? Eighteen episodes total? I think it's eight, eighteen. Yeah, I think we've got six more. Okay, six right. more for three generations to cover. No, what do we do on the show Five, when those six. are done? I bet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do we do? We have shorter episodes. That's what we do. Thank the Lord. I would assume that we don't have any episodes for Generation 7, right? I would assume the final episode sets up Generation 7. I don't think... Well, let's see. We've done three episodes for each generation. So if there's 18, that would mean three episodes for Gen 5, then three episodes for Gen 6, and that's 18. Then we're done. I I would be thoroughly disappointed. I don't know what they would set up for Gen 7. Uh, An introduction to Alola? Right. I mean, that could be episode 18 is the introduction, but I don't think that Gen 7 is going to have more than one episode if they even have one episode. Wait, so they're either going to have one or they're not going to have one. You can't have it both ways. Just watch him. He always finds a way. If, oh, if, if right, they, no matter what. If they have one episode, it will be Zygarde focused. For Alola? Yes. Mm. Because remember episode zero? It ended with Zygarde. That is true. It ended with Zygarde Power Ranger form in the mountain, which was on Alola, I'm assuming, because there were a bunch of islands. And that wasn't... No, once again, we were very clear that that was not in Alola. It was in Kalos. And that was episode one, not episode zero. So that means that Generation 1 only got two episodes. So your, all your theories are dust. I didn't say anything. I didn't say any theories about how many episodes are getting. Yeah, that was, that Somebody's, was me. All your theories are dust. In Did Gen 1 really only general, get two? It got episode two and episode three. And then we had the Lake of Rage, which was in Johto. No, 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 because you got the, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, because Gen 1 was, like, the whole, or Episode 1 was, like, but it was, like, about Red, so it's basically a Gen 1 episode. Oh, good gracious. Like a raid. <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. I've managed to make everyone mad, like, six times on this episode. All right, I got, I got the facts here. So, Episode 1 is the adventure that shows everything. Epi- generation 1 has two episodes. Generation 2 has three episodes. Generation three has three episodes generation four which will thought was going to end with the new world last week i have already admitted that i was wrong on the internet i am free i freely admit when i am wrong i have no qualms about that i am human i err which also had three episodes so yes i uh, we're done we have to be done with Sinnoh at this point which means we're moving into unova which hopefully only has one episode because it is the worst generation would you stop? Oh, I hope it has four episodes. Gen 5 is so good. Second best, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll find out, I guess, next week. Third best? Let's do some emails here. Let's just do a couple emails. Thank you, everyone who wrote in. If you have any emails saying that, uh, you know, Will or Steve or Travis is right, wrong, or uh, never right or wrong, you can email us at sbj at pkmncast.com or you can just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button at the top of the page. Both ways are acceptable for emailing. Uh, Matt writes in and says, Hey, SBJ and crew, found the podcast a few months ago and I absolutely love it, especially Mythical. 
A quick point on your favorite episode of Generations series, even if it's a bit dated, when you are refer- when you refer to Yusin as seeing Suicune before, it sounds like you were referring when Ho-Oh first created created those Pokemon, i.e. the flashback. I double-checked the lore and the burn tower happened about 150 years before the games, so I don't think the boy looking adoringly at Suicune in the flashback is Yusin. I'm assuming... He saw it under some undisclosed point prior to meeting Gold slash Chris in the games. Also, I do want to correct something right here, but I'll get to that. Uh, even though it's ever stated, though that would be an interesting thing to have on the show. Apologize if you misunderstood this one. Looking forward to listening to your Sun and Moon coverage. Uh, I did think the little boy was Yusin, and I thought that's what was tying the story together, but I guess that makes sense that it wasn't. Well, we don't I'm know gonna... how long people live in the Pokemon world. 200, 300. Dude, there's a dude who lived 3,000 years. People may be living 200, 300 years. I also, I will see that the lore of the games is that event happened that long ago. But, but man, it, it really implies that that's him. So I just figured that the timeline was was different in this Pokemon Generations for, version of the storytelling because they pretty heavily imply it's him and i'm gonna pull it back up but no uh, no 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 no. it could be his grandpappy dude didn't even have the same color hair so it didn't <laughs> imply it that heavily oh really yeah i, I do i do want to touch on uh matt says gold slash chris because i mm-hmm. love the ash slash red debate so much no please don't not again gold how many weeks in a row, man? Gold is never gold. That is never its name. His name is Ethan. Never, ever, ever, ever in the games is Ethan referred to as gold. I just want to put that out there. Cool. <laughs> Enjoy that. Have, have fun with that. So it's just like people correcting others saying that, no, that's not Ash. That's red. There is no gold. The only gold that exists is in the comics. It's Ethan. Yeah, I thought I thought that uh, I thought the kid was Yusin. I thought that's the whole point of showing the kid and bringing it back to why Yusin was wanting Suicune because it was like something that inspired him when he was a kid. Blah blah blah. Uh, thank you, Matt, though, for enjoying Mythical and writing in. John B. Wrightson, I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts on the Nintendo Switch. Also, hasn't the Pokemon Company always said? Pokemon main series games will only be on handhelds. Isn't the Switch a handheld hybrid? Wouldn't that mean we would get a main series game in HD for the Switch? Sounds promising to me. Thank you, John B. Uh, we, did, we didn't talk about anything Switch related only because there was so much Pokemon news coming out. And we're still not going. <laughs> <laughs> would you stop? I have things to say. Uh, oh, start, Will. Let's hear it. Well, first off, you're making a huge assumption that there will ever be another Pokemon game ever after. Oh, come on. (laughs) And that these are not the last Pokemon games. I don't like to make assumptions until I'm proven otherwise. So there may never be another main series Pokemon game. And you'd better enjoy your play of Sun and Moon because. Yeah, I mean, like like they're not going to release another Half-Life or they're not going to release another game in the Chrono series. I mean, so many people love Pokemon. It's not like they're going to make not going to make another sequel. Uh huh. Okay. From my perspective, <laughs> those are some deep that... cuts, Travis. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was good. It was good. I, I was going to say something about um, who, who's that dude? The oh, 
it took forever for the game to come out and then when it came out nobody wanted it no man's sky no no it's a sequel game oh it doesn't matter um for the switch i think you know it is a handheld i really think it is it's i don't even consider it a hybrid i think it's I mean, a handheld the wii in my hand true but the wii hand part doesn't function without mean the, the wii station. U? the wii u yeah I'm, no, I mean a Wii. I could put a Wii console in my yes, hand. But you couldn't play with it holding it in your hand. It, it, that's, that's not the way it's designed to work. Right. <laughs> without, without hooking it up to a television? I mean, sure, you could play football with it, but that's certainly not how it's designed to work. And you probably hurt somebody if they like don't catch it and it hits them in the head. Oh, let's be honest. Plenty of people found a way to hurt themselves playing the Wii as intended. <laughs> that is very true. Very true. But I would say that the Switch um, is primarily a handheld that can be transferred to television screens. I would agree. I would so, say that the Switch is not chasing, but I don't know what other word to use. Uh, but chasing the same audience that uses tablets. And most tablets can, can do some sort of airplay to a TV. That's an Apple term. They can, be, they can, they can have their image transferred to a television. But, but also, let's not, let's not miss one of it's Being Pokemon... People who have paid attention to the development of Pokemon games for years and years and years here, what is fundamental to everything is there will not be a Pokemon game for the Switch for at least three to four years from now. Ooh, I would disagree with that, but okay. How much money do you want to put on it? How, wait, what was our last bet? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I definitely <laughs> put up money. Yeah, we put up That's money. What I count on. We put up you money. You guys for can't something. remember what you bet on, what you didn't bet on. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I sided with. I think it was an instance of the. I feel like you sided with me. That gang up on Steve. I feel like no, you sided no, no, with no. me. You, 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 mm. you agreed with Steve. Yeah, but um, what was it? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Pokemon. I, I think it does because <laughs> what if you end up being wrong and you owe each of us. Ten dollars. <laughs> well, one of our listeners will write in to remind you. Pokemon Black and White was a DS game after the 3DS came out. Yes. Pokemon Black and White was a DS game after the 3DS came out. No, Black it, and Black and White was there was no 3DS when Black and White came out. It came out a month later. No, that was Black and White too. No, 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 no. Look at your history, bro. X and Y came out two years. After the 3DS came out, more than two years after the 3DS came out. So we're at least looking at 2019 before there is a Pokemon game on the Switch. And there will be another Gen 7 Pokemon game on the new 3DS. All right, you're right. Black and white and 3DS came out the same the same uh, year. Same month, actually. What's... So then, did Black and White 2 really come out after? Black and White 2 I mean, came out a year after. And that's, I think that's the difference. The 3DS had been out for a year, and they released that thing on the DS? What are you it's doing? It's the same engine, okay. though. That's the problem. This it's is just... exactly what I'm saying. 
I know, and I'm agreeing, no. but I'm just exacerbated and remembering that that's the actual timeline in which I live. That's ridiculous. It, it will be another year to a year and a half before the next Gen 7 game comes out, and then another which year will be a to diamond a year and, and pearl. a half. Fine. Then another year to a year and a half before the next, the Gen 8 Pokemon game for the Switch comes out. So we're talking three to four years. If you are, if you are saying, it's not going to be four years, it's always three years, but if you're saying that like generation eight will be on switch yes and it will take three years for that to happen because it takes three years between the generations okay isn't that what i said you said three to four i wouldn't say four but but uh, just just to be clear three is included in three to four (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if anyone's confused (laughs) so the the question is like okay Spoiler, that's no shock that Generation 8. You continue to not know what spoiler means. <laughs> there's, no, there's no shock that Generation 8 won't be on 3DS. 3DS at that point will be almost 10 years old. Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm, I, am, I was like way away from my microphone because I didn't wow. think I had anything to say for like 20 <laughs> minutes because it was just going to be the two of you going at it. But then I realized, wow, the 3DS really is almost 10 years old at that point. It's Dude, super the, new, the new 3DS is two years old. The new 3DS means nothing. It's just like the DSi. It did like four things uh, and then no true. one used any features of it. I believe you mean the new 3DS. <laughs> It's got built-in amiibo support for my Animal Crossing upgrade. The question is, would a remake of Diamond and Pearl, which is speculated to be next, and I won't say why I think that, but if that is speculated to be next, is Diamond and Pearl going to be on the Switch, or will it stay on 3DS? I think... That if they are serious about the Switch and the future of the Switch, it would make more sense to put Diamond and Pearl on it. Whereas Black and White 2 came out at the end of the DS life cycle. So if, as a company, you were looking to sell as many copies as you can, you put it on the system with the best install base. And at the time, the DS install base was crazy dramatically higher, like super high compared to the the 3DS, which at the time didn't have that many units out. Marketing-wise, that move made sense. Obviously, technically, Black and White 2 was the same exact engine as black and white so not only would they have to rewrite the code for the 3ds but they would have to put that game on a system that didn't have the install base that the ds did so you're just making my argument for me because I was going to say, I don't know how we're managing to all be in agreement about this. And yet I'm still really mad at both of you. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, no. honestly I, and truly, no, listen, the soonest, if it is going to be a Diamond and Pearl remake or whatever, the soonest that that could come out is March 2018. That is one year install time for the Switch. Do you honestly think it is going to have a sufficiently large yes. install base for Pokemon to choose that as their platform? Yes. 
making the decision now because they have to be developing the application now. Yes. Nah, I disagree. I, I don't think Nintendo plays that kind of a the, the, risky game. The difference is that the 3DS has been out for, what, six years? They're not selling that many more units. I mean, they are, but not the amount of units. Oh, but, you know, and then you guys with your correlation is not causation maps of, oh, Pokemon Go came out in this month and all of a sudden there were all these 3DS sales. But now you're going to turn around and say they're not selling 3DSs. You can't have your peanuts and okay, your chocolate just because, all okay, together. If, if, if sales did go up because of Pokemon Go, it went up like 120%. But if they only sold 20 units last month, okay, now they sold 42 units. Okay, that's your 120%. Of course, that that's not a great argument in this case people who i own five three yeses you how many do you own will like seven how many have you I bought only I only how many have i bought because that's not even a real word <laughs> <laughs> i have bought in quite a few three ds's but i only currently own two because i gave the rest of them away i've, I've just i've just got the one <laughs> And it's your dad's hand-me-down. <laughs> no, my DS Lite was my dad's hand-me-down. That's the only reason I had a DS Lite in addition to my original release silver Agron Dung release DS. Well, I still have my original black release 3DS. My Animal Crossing 3DS, I sold my Pokemon X and Y 3DS, I gave away... And the other one that I bought, I gave as a gift. And then now I have my new 3DS. There you go. That's it. That's all. I think, though, if the, if the Switch does sell very well and there's a lot of momentum behind it, which the Wii U and the 3DS both didn't really have, uh, I think that it would be more possible for the next generation of game to be on Switch. So the one concession I will give you and and this is the only concession i will give you is obviously they have shown that they are changing their development methodology to be more open to external programmers such that would be developing games that are ported to the ps4 and the xbox one so having a more open development methodology may make it easier and faster for them to transition onto that platform where in the past they've had to rely on older engines, you know, get get as much money out of older engines as they could without before they switch to something new. Ooh. So that might that might accelerate the change to the switch. Right, right, right. Yeah, and Pokemon Bank exists. So the the fact that the 3DSs won't be able to talk to each other anymore is not that big of a deal because you just dump those Pokemon in bank and then jump onto a new hardware generation and then access those Pokemon there via bank. But I don't know. I mean, taking a step back from the question, does it, does it matter too much? Because we're all going to buy it regardless of what platform it's on. We're, we're all going to buy the new Pokemon game. Are we all going to buy the new Switch? Mm, it took me about two years to get a Wii U, so... Ugh. I may not buy a Switch until there is a Pokemon game on it. Right. I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for the Switch. I think it looks cool. I am glad that we're going to a one-console feature for Nintendo. Nobody said that yet. That is absolutely what's happening. 
I just love the way you speak in absolutes. Like you could actually see the future. Ah, uh, well, how how would it not be happening? Like, why? I'm gonna go back to laying down like I have been for the past ten minutes. <laughs> you guys can just figure it out. I'm done. I'm done arguing. I'm, I, I, I do. I want. I want to hear. Do you think that like there's going to be? <laughs> do you think that there's going to be? another handheld console or is the switch it or i guess do you think there's going to be another okay so TV so another console? another uh, argument there, there's a fight breaking out <laughs> in this call. another argument that we have had right i would argue and and let me put join these two things together if switch is the ultimate replacement for both handheld and console that they will sell the actual Switch tablet portion separately from, have the ability to purchase the handheld portion separately from the base station that puts it to the television for people in households who would have multiple handhelds. And other people are arguing, is no, 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 they only sell the handheld and the base station together. And I, that would be foolish. If that, if, if, that is, if that is what they plan on doing for the Switch, then they will definitely have some other handheld for houses with multiple people, lots of children, something. It may play Switch games, but it won't be the Switch. Mm, I don't think so. Like, look at how popular tablets are. I mean, yeah, you can get... Uh, how popular are tablets? You don't use an iPad anymore. I gave my iPad away. They're not that popular. That doesn't... Okay, that, that's two people out of uh, millions... Travis uh, doesn't have an iPad. Travis doesn't have a an Android tablet. Let's let's close the book. We got we got three people out of <laughs> out of the entire country. 3DS new 3DS is one ninety nine. An iPad is four ninety nine. Not and, the iPad I want, but go on. And well, the the standard regular size base model iPad is four ninety nine, and iPads are not shareable devices. For example, uh, my iPad has my mail on it. It has my iMessage on it. It is logged into my Amazon account to shop for. And if Irene picks it up and she wants her messages on it, if she wants her Amazon account, she has to log me out of those. And obviously, that is, that is you could point to that is a problem with Amazon, uh, Apple's ecosystem and its operating system and how it does things. But it is not a shareable device. I wouldn't even say computers are shareable devices, even though you can have multiple user accounts. Irene has her own computer. I have my own computer. Some families have a family computer. I cannot imagine a Switch being priced more than $299. I could probably see $350 just because the, um, just because the Wii U was priced at $350. For the higher end model. But it did, it did come with a free game. Uh, at the time. So to. Look at a current console. That is six years old. Well. A modified version of a current console. That is six years old. Still being priced at $199. It's not hard to believe. To ask multiple people in a household to spend 50 or 100 more dollars on a newer generation piece of hardware in their house like the the thing i saw or i heard people mention was oh how would multiple people use this tablet will there be user accounts i'm sure there will be user accounts just like the wii u had user accounts but if you but this seems like a more personal device 
just like a 3DS is a more personal device than than a Wii U. No, I, th- I think you're making a big ask there. Right now, Nintendo can provide a family of three with, you know, mom, dad, child, with the ability to play their handheld cartridge-based games for under $300, all three of them. And now you're saying minimum, we're looking at $750 for three of them to be able to play a game. Is it not $600 if they all want to play a 3DS? No, because they provide the 2DS, the 2DS, which is under Okay, $100. well, they can provide a cheaper version of the Switch. That is exactly what I said. <laughs> that is exactly what I said. They either have to sell them separately or sell a cheaper version. Well, they will sell a cheaper version. Like, why? Like, that, that was never the question. But No, no, no. You, you just said they have the one unit and that's it. I did not say that. They will definitely probably start with one unit, maybe two units, but like... And why couldn't a cheaper version be the tablet portion without the base station? They probably could do that, but why would you do that at launch? Why would you add market confusion at the launch of your system? That doesn't make any sense. They already failed to do that with the Wii U. Because people are not going to transition to it if they cannot feed their entire family their video game needs. If your video game needs are buying three 3DSs so Ma, Dad, and Son can play and you're having trouble feeding your family, spoiler. Feeding their video game needs, <laughs> not their needs for nutrition. <laughs> Poor Travis is just dead. Dead. Oh, I muted my microphone like ages ago. I went to, the, like, I'm currently walking back from the kitchen after getting myself a drink. Oh, Wow. I just think the the Switch is a more personal device, just like the 3DS is a personal device, which is why I brought up the tablet comparison, because a tablet is also a personal device. Uh, Hi, yes. Uh, Is this Nintendo delivery? Yeah, I would like one personal pan Nintendo Switch. (laughs) (laughs) Green peppers. Uh, No, 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 no. Vegetables on my pizza. Get your vegetables off my pizza. Oh man, green peppers and yellow peppers on a pizza. That's like the so good. Yeah. Pepperoni or sausage. Not pepperoni and sausage. Did, did you just say pepper? <laughs> did you say pepperoni? <laughs> yes. It's How many pepperoni? Pepperoni have you bought? How many like, pepperoni? In, in in life? A lot. <laughs> I I had I had a pepperoni like two weeks ago. The box is still on my dining room table. <laughs> Michael B. Michael B. writes. <laughs> All right. Hello there, Pokemon Podcast. Let's not waste time. Travis is the best. Oh! Wow, two weeks in a row. I am feeling good. Just Thank kidding. Thank you, Michael. I love you oh, all. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, okay, so I, but I am the favorite. Yeah, I, I would say so. Great, great cast and audio quality that doesn't compare with others. So here is my question. Have you ever considered doing a show with other Pokemon podcasts? Uh, with how accepting each Pokemon community is, I find it ta- I find it odd that they never took the time to recognize each other. Hearing a podcast with other Pokemon podcasters would make my day. Again, thank you for taking the time to read this and have a wonderful day. We used to do that, didn't we? We had Justin from Striton Radio and Ishamus from Bouncing Waylord and Pokemon Battle Revolution. Or- 
Pokemon Battle Evolution, like may, whatever that show was called, may it rest in peace. <laughs> like we had other Pokemon show people on before. Yeah. Are there, the what, other, what other Pokemon show? I don't actually know who our competition is. Well, we will not speak their names, but <laughs> the problem is they come on this program and then they go out of business. So <laughs> oh, that is that is the common thread between Strite and Radio and Bouncing Wayward. I really miss um, Strite and Radio. Both of I those do. shows were really good. Memory. I don't know. I guess they've like they've never approached us or talked to us. I know that there are so many Pokemon podcasts that are on iTunes, and it definitely was never that way years ago. I mean, there was the shows you guys mentioned. There will probably be a ton of Pokemon-related shows, new Pokemon-related podcasts starting next week. I guarantee it. There was, I think, IGN started a Pokemon-related show uh, right after Pokemon Go came out. Who would have guessed it? A bunch of Pokemon Go podcasts exist as soon as Pokemon Go came out. And you see that with other games. There was a bunch of Destiny podcasts when Destiny came out. There was a bunch of... uh... Can you think of another video game? Can you name one other video game, Steve? hearthstone podcast when hearthstone came out remember a few weeks ago when every podcast in itunes was a westworld fan cast i am sure that there there are uh so i am (laughs) i was i was in the itunes store the other day and they had a section like you know how they will have like well they'll categorize shows to do a little feature we've been on that a few times if um when they've featured certain video game subcategories the enthusiast podcasts. Yeah, we were they, we were enthusiasts of of something. They did a full category on Westworld podcasts. Well, I'm glad people have ambition. My response to this letter was is not not other Pokemon related podcasts. When is Neil deGrasse Tyson going to be on? It's super effective. I think there is no more apparent cross-relationship that he needs to be on this program i'll uh i'll ask telling me why like a leap day is not a significant or event or whatever he spent he can explain he can explain why when i change the clock on my 3ds for daylight saving time i'm not allowed to do the daily pick ross challenge for 24 hours (laughs) you can can figure that out for me because it's it's like it's not like nintendo doesn't know daylight saving time exists why do I got to get punished? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so going going back to going back to what Griffin said last week of I think I think Travis gave me that question to ask and the question was uh how would somebody get into YouTube or how does somebody get into Twitch? I think you asked that question, Travis. Uh, I I don't remember writing that one. I wrote the one about like what mechanics of Pokemon would you take out if given a chance? Oh, or, okay, okay. It was like, um, oh, maybe Will. I can't remember that. What other about Pokemon, I asked whatever. about getting into gaming journalism yeah. and such. Yep, and and I think the same applies to podcasts. Of uh, and and I guess we'll see we'll see this question unfold this week when a bunch of new Pokemon podcasts will appear in iTunes to take advantage of. Uh, how big sun and moon will be if they haven't already started right now. But uh, what makes your show different 
than the other Pokemon podcasts that exist. And I think that it's it's extremely easy for a show to come in and say we are extremely TCG focused. I don't think that there are many of them out there. I know that some have come and gone. I think it's very easy for a show to come in and and be uh, extremely competitive focused. And again, there have been Pokemon shows that were that, and they have come and gone. I don't know if there are any now. And we are a pretty generalized Pokemon show. Uh, We've spent the last 10 weeks talking about Pokemon Generations. Much to our own chagrins. (laughs) We have always ended the show with a Pokemon of the Week. We... Always start the show off topic. Uh, well, we started that recently, and so I guess I challenge other shows what they do differently. I would say that we have an advantage of being around for six years. I started the show when there was only three or four podcasts that I could think of that existed in iTunes, and and you had to set up feed burner uphill both ways. And uh, and and most of those podcasts at the time were inactive or on hiatus or only lasted 30 or 40 episodes before they threw in the towel. And that's not to say that they were bad shows, but I started the show in a time where there was no other competition. And you can see that for a lot of YouTubers. Like you could look at somebody like PewDiePie and go He's just playing games and he's just giving reactions and that's easy and I can do that. Absolutely you can do that. But the big difference between you and PewDiePie is he started when YouTube was a was just starting. He started and did the quote unquote simple thing before everyone else and he already had that following. And I guess we have the advantage of we have a following because we started 6 years ago. And I'm sure that somebody who is more famous or popular, and and I, I didn't mean to like burn IGN uh, earlier because there are some great people that work there, but they started a Pokemon podcast when Pokemon Go came out. They did three or four episodes. Uh, it's They started that in July, August, September, October. It's been four months now, and they only put out four episodes. As As a listener, that's definitely not, I definitely don't want to see that. As a listener, I want to see a podcast that delivers every week, week after week. Uh, yeah, like what if a podcast took like half a year to release season two of, I don't know, some sort of tabletop role-playing game <laughs> side podcast? That would be so annoying. But as, as for being on other shows, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything against anyone else unless they've, they've said bad things about me and uh, the two shows that are referenced in this email have both said terrible things about me. Uh, and that's fine. That's cool. Like, I know <laughs> that once I put myself out on the internet, just like Travis, just like Will, just like anyone else who puts themselves out on the internet, that they're open to that, uh, criti- they're open to being criticized, and that's totally okay. You can criticize me for, uh, not having boughten the best English out there. <laughs> that's fine. But you kind of, you kind of burn that bridge when you do it, though. <laughs> uh like but but going back to the email would it be cool yes uh do i think that the uh community for pokemon is accepting no absolutely not uh 
<laughs> I, I think that the Pokemon community is just as toxic as other communities. I think every community is, is toxic. Don't get me wrong. And I've, I've seen a lot uh, of... Wait, let's, let's edit that statement one bit. Has toxic elements. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe the Pokemon community in general is very welcoming and very universally people of good spirit and goodwill. Yeah, every community has its own dynamic. And I think the dynamic with the Pokemon fandom is that there's a sense in which because the games are so data rich, there's so much knowledge one can have about the games that it whether it be competitively or just the excruciating detail of how certain Pokemon work, that it leads to this sort of information elitism on in some instances, which is where you get the Pokemon fandom's certain breed of toxicity. We always joke about the red ash differentiation, and I think that's one example of it, where there's so many different avenues in which Pokemon is, whether it be the manga, the anime, the games... And then each one of those has so much you can know about it that everyone is like an expert on their little thing. And that can go sour if you're not respectful of the fact that other people enjoy something in a different way. (laughs) Um, And I think the vast, vast majority of the Pokemon community is really cool. All of our fans are the coolest people ever. But if people aren't really respectful of the fact that other people enjoy things in different ways, then you get the type of pedantry where it's just a sea of being corrected about like hitmonlee's base stats or whatever i don't want to take away anything from the pokemon community because they are some of the best people i've met obviously i met travis and will through this podcast and and despite how much we yell at each other on the show we actually do like each other (laughs) speak for yourself sir pokemon does have toxic elements and it doesn't help that it's 20 years old there are like like travis said there is the red and ash debate that seems to uh, be the staple of bringing down people even though at the end of even though the point of those people are still excited and it's easy mm-hmm. to say like no you're wrong that's not the right name uh that argument only kills excitement and that's why we joke about it all the time there is smogon you can you you can't bring up smogon without people saying they love smogon or they hate smogon uh and there there there's other assets there are people who love Cerebi. there are people who hate Cerebi. there are people who love bulbapedia there are people who hate bulbapedia that go and sure, you can find that with any other website, but you could think of, I could I could ask Travis what his opinion on Giant Bomb is, and I'm sure he's not going to say he hates Giant Bomb, but I'm sure he's not going to say he loves Giant Bomb. I don't think I've ever read Giant Bomb. <laughs> that's fine. I don't, I don't, I have no opinion of Giant Bomb. No, that's Bomb. totally cool. I have and, no connection to it. And it's almost like they're, the, the no, no opinions doesn't exist in the Pokemon community like everyone has mm-hmm. a, an opinion about an aspect of Pokemon and I'm sure there are people who who love this show and I'm sure there are people who don't like this show because we recommended Quickclaw <laughs> and that's hey you you say we but I wasn't around back then. that's that's true uh but I've seen other communities like like the Monster Hunter community and I find it extremely hard to find negativity in that community um and I'm sure it exists, and I'm sure there are 
There are people who have put other people down or have said bad things or have done this or have done that. The Monster Hunter community is probably easily the best and most open and most helpful community I've ever experienced. And that was such a big selling point to that game. I I think Pokemon has suffered from the popularity and the, uh, the age that it has that there are toxic outlets and and you know there are other pokemon podcasts out there that don't like us and that is fine i i have given up i i have a uh a really good friend who is who is so smart he's probably the smartest dude that i know in real life uh hey not will but will is will is very smart I used to be so obsessed with listening to other Pokemon podcasts and seeing what they do and seeing if they said anything bad about me or mentioned the show or or this. He told me and 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 he told me one time he said don't worry about them. Worry about how you can make your show as best as possible. And I think that's really stuck with me. I mean, obviously I can I can listen to another show and go, "Oh, you know, they they decided to review a TCG card a week. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just an example. Maybe we should review a TCG card a week. But I don't think that's the right thing to do. And I don't think that me spending an hour listening to somebody else's show is beneficial to my show. I think that that hour is better spent going back directly into this show. Uh, and so instead of uh, you know, spending 30 minutes looking at somebody else's iTunes reviews instead of spending 45 minutes looking through their website to see if if there's something I can gain. I can spend that time and I can put it back into this show and I can make this show as best as I possibly can. Uh, and I think that's kind of stuck with me. So uh, that's probably not the answer you wanted to hear, Michael. And that's probably way more information that you've asked for. But I think there are a lot of great Pokemon people out there. I think there are a lot of people in the Pokemon community and the podcast community doing their own cool thing. And if they ever wanted to reach out, that is completely awesome. And I would be more than happy to have that conversation with them. Uh, I have spent my time reaching out to people like Griffin, reaching out to people like Austin from WWE, reaching out to people like Gaijin Hunter, I don't have time to reach out to everyone, and those, those, those people that I have reached out to, those are long conversations in the works, but I have never been opposed to somebody reaching out to me. I just have a mindset of who I want to reach out to and who I want to get on on the show, and so that is the energy that I'm using put into that, and I don't have enough energy to put into everything just because there's only so many hours in the day, but uh, yeah, I guess that answers your question. I don't know if Travis... Can I, can I contribute one brief add-on to that? Yeah. Um, it's it's a slightly tangential, but I, I want to be clear. Like, I, I think there might be somewhat of a misunderstanding as well that creating a podcast is, oh, let's just get a bunch of people together on a Skype call. We'll have a conversation and throw it on the internet. It is hours and hours of work to do a quality podcast. The three of us, we each produce podcasts. You know, Steve, you're doing two or three a week. Travis, you have your own. I do the, you know, the Vanguard one. And like, if I spend an hour and a half to two hours recording 
a podcast, that means there's an additional two hours of editing to make it a quality podcast. And then you have to make sure that you, you know, that you upload it on time. You have to keep a regular schedule. You know, what Steve says about making sure that you produce an episode every week is so important because if you're not doing that, you're not serious and you're not going to have listeners. And that I really think that's what distinguishes, you know, the work that Steve, that you put into this and, you know, the three of us put into it because obviously we've just given up two to three hours on a Sunday afternoon to provide content for people that you can't underestimate that that putting together a podcast actually is work. And it's work that, you know what, I have not made a single cent <laughs> at all in doing. And it's only done for for the love of the, the topics that we talk about and for wanting to share our knowledge and interests with other people. And sometimes other podcasts don't put in that same amount of work. And I'm not going to say it's disrespectful, but it's kind of like if you're not going to try to produce quality, then you're not contributing the same way that we are. That, I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, and that's totally up to the listener. If the listener is okay with that quality, that lack of quality, that's totally cool. If a listener wants to listen to six different Pokemon podcasts a week, that's totally cool. Like, you do you. But if you only have time to listen to one Pokemon podcast, I want to make sure that, that you give us a fair chance. Now, if you go through our show and you don't like the audio quality, I get it. I try as best as possible to put out the best audio quality. If you go through the show and you don't like Will, I get it. But I like Will, and I want Will to be on <laughs> the show. How is that even possible? I'm like the nicest person on earth. <laughs> if you go through and you think that I am the worst person when it comes to knowing Pokemon, you're probably right. I don't know a lot. When I started the podcast, I thought I knew a lot. But I think I'm an okay host, and I think I can carry the show, and I think that I can set up Travis and Will to have really interesting discussions. But if you don't like that, I totally get it. But at least I feel that every week I set up the podcast the best I can do. And I am a podcast junkie. I love listening to podcasts. But I also know that I only have maybe 10 hours a week to listen to podcasts. And I say 10 hours because it takes me about a half hour to drive to work. So that's an hour a day. That's five days a week. That's when I listen to the majority of my podcast. So if I'm giving a new podcast a chance and the, the audio quality is not there, it's going to be hard to replace what's already on my podcast queue if, if you don't have good audio quality. and. You know, if, if there's long breaks of silences, again, I value my time when I listen to podcasts. I want, I want high quality stuff. So, uh, and I produce, I try to produce high quality stuff. So, uh, I think just to piggyback off Will's point, some people have more time than others and what Will is trying to do. And I'm sure what Travis is trying to do with his show uh, which I've listened to. I've only listened to one episode, but I did enjoy it. It hasn't made it into my rotation yet, but no, it's 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 fine. I, honestly, we don't care if anyone listens. It's just an excuse for me to 
talk to my brother about <laughs> movies and things every week that we honestly don't really i mean it's amazing to us that people choose to listen to it and they have but yeah i don't, I don't begrudge you i think podcasting is more than just three people talking to each other and there are the the easy the easy ways out of well don't say um a lot or don't be funnier or have better conversations <laughs> then you don't then you don't have to worry about editing right and it's like and then there's the other the other end of the spectrum of like well just don't edit it just throw it up there and have it be raw uncut comedy and uh neither of those work and if you do do that and you do have listeners that's totally cool i will not be one of those listeners because i want a more tightly produced show if we get new listeners i want to make sure that uh we leave a good first impression and if it's me that you don't like and that's why you're not listening to it. Well, I can't control that. But I can definitely control and control how good the show sounds before I put it up on the internet. So there you go. A very sounds long really... answer to a very simple question. <laughs> I am so far away from... I only ever listened to this... Sh- I mean, so before I was on this show, I only have, this was the only Pokemon show I listened to. And then... When I was on this show, I started listening to Bouncing Waylord and Strident Radio because they were uh, tied to it, and I was friends with those folks. But I've never listened to really any other Pokemon shows because this show's enough <laughs> for me. Even though I'm on it, I still feel like I get to listen to it every week. So I am so far away from. I, I have I have no not. I know there's a lot of like Pokemon Go podcasts right now, but I'm so far away of the knowledge of the the podcasts that are being that are having shade thrown on them right now. I don't even know what those shows are. Oh, there's, there's no shade thrown. I mean, like they exist. They're out there. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no tea, no shade, no tea, no shade. Like, like I said, I, I will be honest. I stopped listening to other shows because I, I don't have enough time to also like I I've done all the research for the Pokemon news that I need to. I don't need another Pokemon show rehashing news that I literally reported on. But but back to the initial question, why uh, would you ever do a podcast with another Pokemon podcast that is out there? Yes. They want to reach out. I am here. My email is sbj at pkmncast.com. You can email me. They can email me. Email me. You can email me. Any questions or anything. I spend time getting in contact with other people that I want to be on the show, like Griffin and like Dan Reichert from Giant Bomb. And if I had more time to email more people, I totally would. But I have to pick and choose based on the the time I have in the day to make that happen. But if they want to reach out, if anyone else wants to reach out and, and make that happen, I can make the time. You're, you're, putting, you're putting the ball in the other show's court. Because you are mainly focused on on getting guests that aren't directly that aren't primarily Pokemon community folks, right? So the way I, if they want to, if, right, if you if you want they have to go through you, if you if you really want some in, inside baseball about it, it's not like it's not that I don't like the other shows. And again, let me stress that I I the last time I listened to another non related Pokemon podcast. Uh, was the IGN podcast back in July. The The main reason I don't go after those people to collaborate with them or to guess with them is because I know when somebody goes to iTunes and they type in the word Pokemon, m- my show comes up as number one. 
I know for a, a fact that people at least see it's super effective first or maybe second, depending on how the uh, depending on what terms they use to search for Pokemon podcast. Right. I know that they definitely see it's super effective. Uh, and if they decide to skip that or if they decide to give that a listen and then move on to another Pokemon show, I know they know we exist. They probably just don't like us, and that's fine. So if they're not searching for Pokemon podcast in iTunes or if they're not using iTunes at all to search and they somehow listen to a Pokemon podcast just by directly linked or whatnot, I can't control that. And those are probably listeners that you know maybe don't know that we exist. But for me to get somebody else who runs a Pokemon podcast on our show... I'm pretty confident that their listeners know that we already exist. And it, you know, it that might sound selfish or or cynical. Cynical, but I know that I just know based off numbers that what comes back when people search for Pokémon in iTunes. I know that they that that our show is is very visible if they search for it. So, if they haven't listened to us already, it and they're listening to another Pokemon show, we're probably not going to win them as listeners anyways. But getting a guest on like Dan Reichert, that community is not Pokemon-focused. And I am just a huge fan of Dan. I think Dan is a great person. I think he's done a lot of awesome things. uh, And I wanted him on, and he brought a lot of new listeners. And that was incredible. And And I thank him dearly for that. And that was kind of like the the inside baseball goal of like, okay, if we get Dan Record on, maybe we'll get some more listeners. And if I got another Pokemon podcast host on, going back to my initial point, uh, I don't think it would bring more listeners because I think that those listeners that listen to X other show uh, know that we exist and they probably just don't like us. Or they already listen to us uh, because maybe they listen to multiple Pokemon shows. Or maybe they only have time to listen to one Pokemon show a week. Uh, and they listen to, they don't listen to ours, and that's fine. I get it. I get that time is valuable, and that was that's the whole basis of my argument, anyways. But that's your inside baseball. I would just rather get guests outside of the Pokemon community with an interest in Pokemon, like Griffin, like like uh, Xavier Woods, like Dan Reichert, because I think that leads for a more interesting conversation. Like I don't. I feel like I'm spending, I'm sorry, I'm spending so much time on this. I have so many thoughts, though. I don't know what I would ask another Pokemon podcast host about. Maybe about their life. But I'm sure that their listeners who listen because they talk about Pokemon know a lot about their thoughts on Pokemon, and I don't think that's that interesting. I hate to say that, but I think that, like, the Griffin Malkoroy interview was extremely interesting and i know a lot of people really liked it and i felt like that was an accomplishment so getting getting more listeners or having more people listen is definitely something i want and something that i've always wanted the show to do right is to get more listeners i'm sure anybody on youtube or any twitch streamer would want to get more viewers i think that's kind of the the goal there but I've always been satisfied with the amount of of listeners that we have. I am ex- like I am very grateful and very happy about the amount of Patreon people we have that has 
helped me do more things with the show. If you for more some for more inside baseball, I am getting a little bit different equipment to record the Sun and Moon series that I'm doing, uh, and I don't want to reveal too much of that. But if it wasn't for the Patreon people, uh, I wouldn't be able to do something like that. Any closing thoughts, Will or Travis? I'm done. I'm done. You're not gonna tell me I'm, I quit. You're not telling me I'm wrong. There's no like no, I, I disagree I with, you, with you, Steve. I, I agree with you. I, you know, the the uh, the other thing I could say, I don't want to belabor this too much, is you know, with my Vanguard podcast, there's there's two things that are different. One, there's only two Vanguard podcasts out there, and two, the Vanguard community, Vanguard as a game, is so incredibly small that I am perfectly happy in having an ecosystem where the two our two podcasts do interact, and it works well. Just because there's just not that much to, to, to go about. We may as well be one podcast. But, you know, that's different. It's a, it's a completely different world. That's all. Whereas my show, I, 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 don't, I don't think there are any other post-apocalyptic culture review shows. Not that I mean that we just <laughs> review post-apocalyptic culture, because that's not true at all. Or pre-apocalyptic. Our show... Yeah, we are we are saving we are we are saving culture from uh, the pending apocalypse, and I don't think that any other shows do that. So who would who would I collaborate with? So I don't have to make the tough decisions that SBJ does, and also only like fifty people listen to my show. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it. That's probably way more more podcast marketing info that you want to hear about but i mean it is what it is if i if i quit my job i could make i could find enough things to do in the day related to the show to make things happen but patreon doesn't pay the bills <laughs> so i can't do that so i work my 40 hours and then i spend my free time doing the podcast stuff and that's that's fine i like doing that if i could do more podcast stuff i absolutely would but i don't have that luxury Let's move on to Pokemon of the Week. Let's wrap up this train wreck of an episode. Yeah! Choo-choo! Uh, to be honest, though, I'm kind of glad we, we went super off-topic because uh, I feel like the next couple weeks, it was, they're not, there's not going to be a lot of opportunity for that, I feel. I'll get you back on topic. You ready? I'm ready. You're getting Sun or Moon. As your main game, I know everybody's like, I'm getting both. As your main game, are you getting sun or moon? Oh, sun. I'm getting sun. I'm a moony. <laughs> I've already pre-downloaded it. It's sitting there on my 3DS. I get that very polite in Japanese written. Now, please wait for the release date before you try to play this game. Every time I click on it to try to get it to open, I'm ready to go. I think the 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 date and time lining up with real life was what really sold me on sun. Well, I hope you enjoy playing in the dark all the time. I uh, yeah, I do. Yep. Mhm. I think that's what sold me on it. But uh Pokémon of the Week. I'm going to toss it to Travis here in a second, but based off the crow gunk we saw in Pokémon Generations, I figured we uh I don't think we've ever done Toxicroak. Uh yeah, we probably have. Probably have. <clears throat> uh, it is poison fighting. I, didn't we do that like 2 weeks ago? <laughs> no, 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 no. No. 
We didn't do Toxic Croak. Uh, poison Fighting Pokemon evolves from Krogunk at level 37. Travis, uh, it's all you. Holy cow, folks. A bunch of people in the Pokemon of the Week Slack channel submitted movesets. It took me a while to figure out whose moveset seemed to be most agreed upon as the optimal one. Um, so shout-outs to... Gabe, Corey, Kevin, walking the dog who we had before. Um, I already said Corey. Uh, I thought there was someone else. Uh, Casey. All these people chimed in. I don't think I've featured a set from Corey yet, though. So that's the one I'll. That's the one I'll. I'll feature just to be fair. I apologize if I already have. I don't have that great of a memory. Uh, is so it, this is, is talk- Corey Zam Slam Corey. Yes, it is at Zamslam. There you go. This is Toxic Rook with an adamant nature with the ability Dry Skin, a life orb, 252 EVs in attack, 4 in special defense, 252 in HP. Interesting. Hold on. Is that real? It can't be real. <laughs> Weird. Okay, okay. So I guess by SPD, that, that I don't know if that means special defense or... Sp- so 252 in attack, 4 in SPD, which I guess is speed, speed not special defense. Um, and then 252 in HP, which caught me by surprise, as you could tell. Um, and then the moves are going to be Swords Dance, Gunk Shot, X-Scissor, and Drain Punch. Most of the other sets have 252 in, in speed, so note that this is a more tanky variant. Your ability dry skin is one of the cooler abilities in the game. It has a number of effects. First off, you take damage in sun. You recover HP in rain. You have a a slight, not, not a full super effective weakness, but a slight weakness to fire. And you're immune to water, and you actually gain HP when hit with a water type move um so it is great for switching into the very commonly used move scald and then the move set is a setup sweeper which which we've done a lot lately so swords dance sets up a high attack stat and then uh, gunk shot and drain punch act as your same type attack bonus moves drain punch having the added benefit of giving you some of that hp back to allow you to continue to survive um, aided by that HP EV investment. And then X Scissor gives you some nice uh, coverage. It's kind 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 of it. <laughs> it's a I, it's a straightforward setup sweeper set. I don't know what else to talk about. Dry skin is a cool ability. Oh, Life Orb is there um just because you aren't going to be able to pull off a choice set if you're trying to set up sweep. And the other option you might go with is black sludge if you want a little more survivability. Uh, But life orb gives you the added oomph that might be needed on a Pokemon that can't outspeed everything. Life orb, your only choice. I already just said you could do black sludge if you didn't want it. Not my fault. I heard the life. orb. Come on. Uh, I'll just cut that then. (laughs) 
Okay, you get you get to cut out all of your mistakes. I listened to the to a show like a week or so ago just to listen back, and there's a part where I say, "Oh, cut that out! I made a mistake." And my fault. I, I usually do. In. I usually do. <laughs> hey, sometimes you get tired editing. <laughs> I usually do cut that stuff out. Uh see now this now this has to stay in. <laughs> now the uh, what we got here? Shiny Toxicroak is. One of the cooler shinies, it's either cool or it's not, but shiny Toxicroak's more of a teal instead of a bluish purple. And instead of a red, uh, what do they call that thing under its, the croak? What do they, I don't know what they call that. Yeah, that, that croaky thing on the frog. The, yep, the, I know exactly what you're talking about. The good about. old croak. Uh, the croak is pink instead of red. If you know what the croak is called, email us in. But you know, you know Carly knows. Exactly what it oh, is, and certain she does. The good old croak. Uh, toxic croak may have been based on a poison dart frog. The claws on its hands may be inspired by the hairy frog, which it defends. Can I stop you there? Because Bulbapedia, you don't need to hedge your bets that much. It may be based, maybe, <laughs> like, like it's a frog that's poison type. Like I think you, I think you can be a little more confident. Yeah. Bulbapedia. <laughs> Believe in yourself. Claws on its hands may be inspired by the hairy frog, which defends itself by breaking its own toes and projecting sharpened bones from its skin. Yikes. Yeesh. Oh, I guess it does have, like, giant claws. Never really noticed that. I want to start reading uh, Pokedex entry, because I think they're more exciting than the, uh, the biology. Yeah, there's some weird stuff in the Pokedex entries. So uh, we're going we're gonna to try to do that uh, every episode here. Uh, let's read it from Omega Ruby. It has a poison sack at its throat. When it croaks, the stored poison is churned for greater potency. There you go. Got to mix that poison up. You got, well, you got to keep it mixed. Right, right. It's like a cement mixer. You just got to keep, keep it turning. Except when it's not turning. Then it's probably empty. Cool. <laughs> well, I guess that's our show for you guys. We're going to leave on that <laughs> note, specifically. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you guys all enjoy Pokemon Sun and Moon. I hope that you have a great time. Uh, I am encouraging the use of set. I know Griffin brought this up last week. I played most of X and Y on set before I switched it off just because I wanted to get through the game a little faster. Uh, but it does provide a set of a challenge. If you don't know the difference between set and shift, uh, shift is the default. And what it does is when a you defeat a Pokemon, it will say that the trainer is sending out so-and-so and it will offer Ace Trainer Will is sending out Farfetched. And it will offer you to switch. Uh, so then you can switch to your Voltorb and you'll be able to take out Farfetch extremely easy because you have the advantage. Uh, set will not ask uh, for you to switch. It's actually the same as m online battles. And it's kind of like the same of how it works in the Pokemon world. Uh, it's not like when uh, Ash was battling Brock. Uh, it's not like Brock uh, said, hey, I'm about, you killed my Geodude. I'm about to send out Onyx. Do you want to switch at all? Uh, now I know there's some anime where, where Ash brings back the Pokemon right away, but I'm just saying generalized. 
So in set, instead of Ace Trainer sending telling you they're sending out Farfetch, they're just going to send out Farfetch, and you will be stuck with the Pokemon you had out. Uh, and it's it's really designed to put you at a disadvantage. Uh, I, I I think all three of us will say that the Pokemon games are pretty easy, and mm-hmm. I know that some people are looking for more of a challenge, and set is is a bit of a challenge i mean the pokemon that you that are being sent out should put you at a disadvantage uh and uh it's built in the game it's been built in the game since red and blue it's always been there uh you just got to turn it on when uh when you get the first chance to access your options but yeah i think it's funny because there was there was a reddit post about this uh just like two days ago and the post was, I want the, I, I wish that when you started the Pokemon game, it would have some difficulty levels. And, and they kind of went on this, this rant of how uh, the Pokemon games aren't hard. Strangely, for the much maligned Black 2 and White 2, they actually did have difficulty levels. But whatever, go on with your lives. <laughs> Didn't you have to beat the game to unlock the hard you mode? You had though? to exchange the keys, yes. You had to beat the game once, story mode once. That's all. Also... Do people know? Do do people not know that that this is a like a like a kids game? It's not a kids <laughs> game. Stop. Do people? Do, you will be excised. Do, do people not know that this is like made for actual children? It's not. Stop. Uh and it was funny because I somebody somebody in the comments like suggested set, and they 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 were like. They, well, they said, like, oh, you should use set. It's the same, like, online battles, blah, blah, blah. And the person said, I don't play online. Like, well, okay. That's, that's fine. It just makes the game more difficult. And they said, well, I don't want it to be, like, Nuzlocke. Like, I don't want it to, re- like, make my own artificial rules. And I chimed in, which I rarely do uh, on Reddit. And I said... I'm I'm not understanding where you're coming from. You want the game to be more difficult, but you don't want to change the way you play. And your main complaint is Pokemon isn't challenging, yet the game offers a mode to send out a Pokemon to put you at a disadvantage to provide you a challenge. And you don't want to do that. And they were very adamant and in believing that that is uh, that Pokemon should just have a normal and hard mode at the, the start of the game, even though that set was an option that you can turn on. It's not like an artificial rule. It's not like in Nuzlocke where if your Pokemon dies, you should release it, and that is on you. The game is actually enforcing a new rule by you turning that option on. Just like, you know, when you start a game and it says normal or hard, you get to pick that option. Just like in Pokemon, you can pick if you want shift or set. So forever set is, is, is what we're doing. I'm going to be playing on set. I think Will said he was going to be playing on set. I said nothing of the sort. You are now. Oh, really? I'm glad you make <laughs> these decisions for me. Uh, Travis, are you going to be playing on set? Yeah, sure. I'll join the train. I've never played the game on set, but I will. All right. Uh, will, so set, set it is, right? I was intending to do anyways. All right. Yes. All right. Good, good. So forever set. If you are playing on set, uh, please hashtag forever set and, uh, you know, let us know. Uh, and that's pretty much our show for you guys today. Uh, we have a Patreon if you want to do that. I don't feel like 
I'm so long-winded that, you know, the Patreon is there. Patreon.com slash it's super effective. Travis is at the Travis W. Yeah. Will. Arbitrary, ar- <laughs> arbitrary Archive is the title of the show that we've been ta- that I mentioned like three times. So. Go check that out. <laughs> I just figured iTunes. it would be weird if I said my show like six times and didn't mention the title of it. So it's called Arbitrary Archive. So go find that in iTunes. Will is at Wash in the Sink. Most of the time, yes. And I am at Dragging a Lake. There's also the, there's also the secret account. <laughs> I mean, I do have that other account where I post thoughts that are inappropriate for the Pokemon community, but sure. I know, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you get me. I think, get... hold on, hold on. Let me make open the new tweet button in TweetDeck and see how many Twitter accounts I'm signed into. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like nine. <laughs> wow. Living the dream. Uh, and I actually have a tenth one that I'm not sending on. I am at Dragging a Lake on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Otherwise, enjoy Sun and Moon. Uh, let us know what you think on Twitter. Don't be, uh, don't be shy of tweeting at us. Uh, otherwise, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. Super vocal sacks. What a dirty dog. Do you like motorcycles, card games, explosions, board games, Mexican food, video games, music, cats, the weird and the unusual, wrestling? Go check out hashtag DrunkOnTacos over at DrunkOnTacos.com or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash DrunkOnTacos or even on Instagram at at sign because that's how Instagram works like Twitter. Uh, Drunk on Tacos. All the same thing. DrunkOnTacos.com. If you like that stuff, they are a proud supporter of It's Super Effective and we thank them for their patronage. Hey there, Pokemon Podcast listeners. Do any of you play Minecraft? Did you know that you can play Pokemon on Minecraft with a mod, Pixelmon? Join the Pixelmon server that cares about bringing you the best Pokemon experience out there at play.journeygaming.com. Journey Gaming has four different Pokemon servers themed after the regions Hoenn, Sinnoh, Kanto, and Johto. Check out their website at journeygaming.com or jump right into Pixelmon experience on their server at play.journeygaming.com. 